Welcome to In the Oil Patch, presented by Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine and sponsored by Steer. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bellotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch. Welcome to this week's In the Oil Patch with Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine. My name is Alvin Bailey along with your host, Kim Bellotto. Kim, what a week it's been. Here we are again for another week of In the Oil Patch. What's been going on? Well, you know, Alvin, being a statewide publication, we are always consistently being asked to cover events and uh, do expos or attend expos. And so we've been extremely busy. On top of our normal jobs of producing a brand new issue of Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine and... Um, you know, keeping up with the radio show, we've also been creating an advocacy group called Texas Energy Advocacy Coalition, better known as TEEK. So we've been extremely busy covering the whole entire state and the whole topic of energy and business. Yeah, and you, you typically are, are, you know, running around in the shale oil and gas Lexus, but lately it's been the boat, the shale mag boat. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we do take some time to go out on the water and enjoy the uh, Texas coastline. And so it's been a great um, couple of days off that we've uh, had, I've experienced. Hey, Kim, we're going to do something a little different this week in in this segment of the show. I want to call it, you know, for lack of a better term, let's call it the round robin. What I'm going to do is we've got five or six different topics that I want to hit on real quick. And it's like, it's going to be fun, trust me, because it's going to be kind of like I'm interviewing you. I'm, I'm picking Kim's brain in the round robin this week on In the Oil Patch. So are we ready, Kim? I'm ready. Round robin starts now. Subject one. Let's talk about TEEK. TEEK is the Texas Energy Advocacy Coalition, and it was actually created um, as a brainstorming uh, occurred between a group of individuals that felt that they wanted to have, um, you know, a better understanding of energy, energy topics, especially uh, when it came down to the legislative time that happens here in Texas only every two years. It's an extremely important time. Energy is always affected uh, by pieces of legislation that are passed uh, at the Capitol, the state of Texas Capitol. And so we wanted to get involved and be able to have a better um, awareness of the, the bills that we're passing, as well as, you know, there's a whole bunch of us that are in business, and rather you're in the oil and gas business or you're in a business that wants to uh, have a greater economic development with oil and gas, there's a lot of us, and the opportunity to be able to network and support one another's businesses was so important. So we just decided to create a group that would be like minded individuals that support energy and throw their support to energy and energy topics, but also build each other's businesses and the awareness for each other's businesses and continue to help grow everyone to being more profitable. And so this group, Teak, will be meeting. Um, We actually had our first meeting here in San Antonio. It was actually at the Sheridan Gunther downtown. What an amazing evening we had. It was a beautiful night, a beautiful event. We had um, our... State Senator, Senator Aristi there, who has uh, the largest area of oil and gas that, you know, spans from the Permian Basin area, some of it all the way into the Eagle Ford. We also had um, 
the Texas Railroad Commissioner, David Porter's staff there, Mary Bell, who helped uh, talk about how important uh, regulatory framework matters. And then we also, of course, had Omar Garcia, the president of STEER, which is South Texas Economic Energy Roundtable. And so we talked about how important it is to uh, us to understand and have a greater awareness of oil and gas. And then uh, on Wednesday, we also had our grand opening launch in the beautiful city of Corpus Christi, Texas. You know, San Antonio was great. It was a great turnout. Corpus blew the doors off the place. Well, it gives you an idea of how important energy uh, topics are. There are many cities that um, they are not specifically directly impacted by oil and gas. Corpus Christi is, San Antonio not so much. And so when, as we have these discussions and we start talking, we start trying to help businesses build their businesses in the oil and gas sector, the natural questions come up of how does energy affect us. And so the differences that we saw were that Corpus Christi, because they directly are impacted by a lot of oil and gas, there was a huge, huge, huge turnout. The mayor was there of Corpus Christi. The mayor from Alice was there. And what are the differences? Both of these towns have been directly affected by oil and gas, period. And and it's been a, a tough time for some of these cities to navigate through this tough downward turn. But we also had... Ian Vasey, the executive director for the uh, Economic Development Foundation out there. We had uh, some representation from the Port of Corpus Christi. And Omar Garcia, of course, who completely supports Teak's mission. So, you know, what we, what we experienced was a great deal of individuals wanting to come in and demonstrating that they want to grow their business. They want to get better engaged in oil and gas. And they want to learn about the topic and become advocates for this, you know, very uh, diverse and somewhat catered industry, energy. How do you join Teak? All you have to do is go to shellmag.com, and there is a landing page that says Teak, and they can certainly go online and join. They can email us and inquire as well if they'd like to more information on Teak. You know, there's speaking opportunities as well, and so uh, it's just a great group. Great group of folks. We do plan on growing this to be the largest advocacy group in Texas. And so uh, this next session, beginning in January, I look forward to getting our groups together and going out there and, and working closely with the real trade associations of energy and helping figure out what they need to go talk to our elected officials. And the launch party for Houston is coming up in the future, so keep your ear to the ground for that because there will be more information about the Teak launch party in Houston coming up. Now, not unrelated to Teak, Kim, is the Shell mobile app. Go. Well, well you know, the mobile apps are where it's at. <laughs> I made a rhyme. And, you know, one of the things that we wanted to do was create a directory for our Teak members. It has the opportunity for them to put their business, business card in there for uh, all the oil and gas producers to look at and hopefully utilize. So if you're a business, we want to hear about you. We want to grow the Shell mobile app. Um, and so it's a great directory of services in and outside of the oil and gas. Plus, it has a blog on it as well. You can find that at Marketplace or at the App Store, the Shale mobile app. Cover party's coming up, Kim. How exciting. We are returning back to San Antonio for a cover party. You know, Alvin, in the past year, we have had every cover party in Houston. To interview Howard Energy and its expansion in the, with their pipeline division into Mexico is pretty exciting. And their corporate office happens to be located in San Antonio, Texas. So we're looking forward to having our cover party. Brandon's done a pretty good job there. 
You know, he if you read his story, and I don't want to give it away, I hope that everybody will go online and, and read it because it's free. But it is a great story of a, of a gentleman who has worked the majority of his time in, in Mexico and really understands how to get things done um, over there. And now the benefit will be not only for the producers in the Eagle Forge Shell to take advantage of this wonderful pipeline, but also the citizens of Mexico in uh, Monterey, Mexico. New issues up now. That's right. It's on our website, shellmag.com. S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com. Now, Kim, I know you want to talk about our partners. We have some great partners with not only the magazine and the radio show, but a lot of different facets of some of the other stuff that we're going to get into in a minute. But talk about our partners. You know, Alvin, we, quite frankly, could not have the great exposure that we have without these partners. You know, running a publication and a radio show and advocacy groups, uh, they're not uh, free. And so our partners mean everything to us. They are partners who support energy and they support the further development that we need to continue to do more work to talk to the community. And so our partners like STEER, uh, South Texas Economic Energy Roundtable, and West Texas Energy Consortium in the Permian Basin, and even the Calic Auto Group, who is a business uh, partner of ours, showing that there is great economic development that can come from the oil and gas sector by getting involved and getting engaged in the industry. And finally, number six on the roundtable, Kim, let's talk about Let's talk about the radio show and the magazine and some of the different facets of different things that go on with the, you know, with the giant staff you've got over in the next room punching away at their keyboards. Let's talk about all of that and how it all ties together to this microphone. You know, Alvin, uh, we're in 2017, we'll be five years old, and it seems like it was just yesterday that we began. And to look and see how diverse each platform that we have from the magazine to the radio show to now Teeks and continuing to uh, be out in the community attending OTC or NAEP or the Doug conferences, everything to us is important that we continue to build the presence of who our partners and our advertisers are. I do understand that a lot of businesses they really are not thinking that this is the exact right moment to have, you know, maybe 15% of their budget go to uh, putting radio, putting commercials on a radio show or in a uh, trade publication, if you will, or a business magazine. But I really want to say something to the business owner who's not taking advantage of social media. You know, Alvin, there are millions of dollars that are coming from social media platforms, and it's relatively the least expensive way to advertise. And it's something that's really overlooked. Like, for instance, how many, how many times do you think a business owner will go and look at his own website and look and see, is the information current? Is the information stagnant? Is the information updating and trending with my social media platforms? And, you know, if it's not, you're missing a great opportunity to get the word out on the great business you have. And, and social media, it travels everywhere. Uh, you know, it's internet, it, it, it's, it's the World Wide Web. And so if you're not on that, you're really missing a great opportunity to be seen. And if you're not being seen, you're not getting a piece of the pie. You know, a, a great example of that is the, the Chewbacca lady. You know, she just videotaped herself wearing this mask and just her laugh made the whole thing go viral and social media that's that's where it's at 
your website is probably not going to go viral. But you know what? Your social media could. Exactly. And I think if they're not intertwining together, then you have some people visiting your Facebook page or your social media platform, but they're not visiting your products that are on your website. And so in, in just winding down, I would honestly encourage every single listener, if you are a business owner and you do not have a Facebook page, you do not have a LinkedIn page, you're not tweeting and you have not looked at your website in maybe a couple of years and you're not updating it regularly, you know what? You're really missing a great opportunity to do some marketing at a for your company to grow it at the least amount of money. And this is where we like to excel. So what I think Kim's trying to say is go to shalemag.com and check out the website. And and if your business you think might be missing the boat on social media, Shale Mag is a marketing company and, and they can show you how to do effective social media campaigns. So go to shalemag.com, check that out, Kim. And now we're going to switch gears just a little bit and bring in our correspondent from the Permian Basin area, the executive director of West Texas Energy Consortium, Catherine Stokes. Catherine, welcome to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Thanks, Kim. How are y'all doing today? Enjoying the beautiful weather. You know, we've had so much rain and uh, it looks like it's just been beautiful for the past couple of days. So we've really been enjoying the weather. Uh, It's gotten a little bit cooler and uh, just busy, busy, busy. How are y'all doing out there in Permian Basin? We're we're doing great. We're doing great. The wind died down enough to enjoy Mother's Day, enjoy being outside, um, you know, hanging out and looking at all the wildflowers. And now we're just back at it. The wind's picked up a little bit. I don't know about down in y'all's area, but... um, we're expecting good weather, and it's been nice and warm these last couple of days. Perfect. Well, it sounds like we're enjoying the same thing. Well, let's get started. Tell us a little bit about, you know, we, we really love having you on the show because you talk to us about all the things that are happening in the Permian uh, Basin area. You know, Texas being such a large state, it's really hard to uh, get a handle on all the great things that are happening. But, you know, we do have our show that airs in Houston, San Antonio, Midland area, Dallas, Fort Worth. And so we want to make sure that um, everybody that's in your area uh, understands what you guys are working on. So you guys have uh, an event coming up in June. Tell us a little bit about what that is. Right. The Permian Road Safety Coalition, which is basically a group that uh, was started and is being led by you know, quite quite a few of our um, operators in our lo- larger uh, EMP companies, you know, Contra Resources, Pinor Natural Resources, Schlumberger, um, Occidental, Anadarko, Conoco, Shell, Chevron, uh, you know, all those guys. And I'm sure I'm leaving, there's so many um, that are taking part in this, and they're doing their June forum. And uh, each forum that they've, that they've chosen to do, they try to focus on one aspect of transportation and driving. Um, for our, you know, our operators, our service and energy companies, and our transportation group. This uh, this forum that's going to take place Thursday, June 9th at the Midland Horseshoe Arena there from 9 to 11.30, they're actually going to focus, their agenda is going to focus on um, driver fatigue. And they'll actually have an expert there who works with oil and gas safety and health, and she's part of a program at the CDC um, and takes part in the National Institute for Occupational Safety Health. She's going to provide a lot of information, a lot of that presentation on fatigue and industry-specific information. And the forum had also had been working on since the spring a uh, motor vehicle safety survey that we had sent out to well over 300 participants. 
and participants meaning companies. And so they could have, if, if it's a company of 20 people, they could have all 20 people within that company take that survey. And we're going to have um, our specialist from Apache Corporation that's going to follow up and share the insight and some of that information from the survey. And we hope to have that posted for our viewers and for anybody interested on the website after the forum. And one of the things that they found out during the forum and feedback that they had received are there are quite a few small, you know, mom-and-pop transporters, uh, companies that might have, you know, the owner who also drives a rig and might have an office person or two to take care of things, but they're not large businesses that have entire um, health and safety uh, departments or HR and recruiting departments and um, individuals that take care of their safety programs. So a lot of the feedback that we were getting from those groups was we would like to be able to have some um, safety presentations or presentations from the forum that we could take back and use as, as company owners for our small businesses so that they're still in compliance with, you know, state and federal transportation laws and, and driver laws. So uh, we're going to be able to hand out some flash drives that will have the forum presentation on it and different safety meeting presentations that those companies will be able to go back and do with their drivers and with their contractors. Uh, so we're, we're reaching out to, you know, anybody and everybody in uh, the Permian Basin region, particularly those that are oil and gas operators, service and energy companies, or transporters uh, of any kind. And if they will go ahead and register, and they can go find their registration page on the consortium's website, it's WTXEC.org, or they can email us at info at permianroadsafety.org. We would love to have those folks there. You know, out in that area, it's it's rural. There are a lot of uh, vehicles, especially trucks, out on the road. And I just cannot uh, stress how important road safety is. And so I think, um, you know, this is an important topic definitely an important topic and um, I think that the more education you're bringing uh, the better off we'll all be. The other area of interest that I wanted to talk about is an event that you guys have coming up in August, uh, your summit. Let's talk a little bit about that. We actually have the um, E3 Summit which is our uh, Powering the Economy. We will be hosting that at in Abilene at their Civic Center August 10th through 11th. And the first day, which is the 10th, is going to be focused on our K-12 educators. We're going to provide them with um, demonstrations, professional development sessions, and um, get them in touch with a lot of employers in the region. Our second day is going to um, focus on our business and industry individuals, our economic development leaders, workforce, and uh, a lot of our post-secondary administrators. Um, we have some really great keynote speakers. The first day we'll have Jason Latimer, who's done quite a few TED Talks. And if you just put Jason Latimer, if you go to YouTube and type in Jason Latimer, you can pull up a lot of videos that he's done. And he's been very inspirational to a lot of different science programs. And the second day we've been lucky enough to secure uh, Marshall Goldsmith. And he's written quite a few books on leadership and you know empowering young leaders and looking at, um, especially for those small business owners or entrepreneurs that are have a great idea, they have a great passion for, for what they want to create or the service that they want to provide, um, you know, teaching them some great leadership skills. And we've been lucky enough to secure him. And he's offered up to the first 200 registrants his latest book that he's published. And, again, registration and information about that, uh, those two days' events are, it can be found at WTXEC.org. 
on our website under our calendar of events, and that's open to anyone and everyone that has anything to do with education, business, industry, economic development, um, city leaders, so on and so forth. Sounds interesting. And lastly, you know, you guys, you all do so many amazing things out there in the community for, uh, in the way of scholarships. And you guys are getting ready to dole out some more money um, for this year as well. So tell me a little bit about y'all's scholarship program and how does it work and how do uh, individuals get involved um, if they know somebody that might um, be a great candidate for looking at scholarship. Right, Kim. Um, uh, the consortium and our local workforce board partners, whether that's in the Permian Basin, Concho Valley, or West Central Texas area, we, we're really excited to be able to offer again this year just a variety of scholarship opportunities to both high school students wanting to take two dual credit courses and college students that are looking for um, some help with scholarship money. Um, for our high school students that are currently enrolled in, in dual credit courses, we have a whole list of, of programs of study that we would um, be able to cover as, as part of that scholarship offering. Um, we're, we're kind of, we're focusing on those business management, anything that has to do with automotive technology, computer system networking, digital media, um, diesel technology. Uh, we have a lot of healthcare. We're looking at like our EMT and paramedics, our RN nursing, any kind of engineering, any of our trades folks or occupational safety, office management, um, web design, a lot of those, uh, anything in the energy industry, whether it's wind, solar, or um, oil and gas, we like to be able to offer those up. For our dual credit students, the, the eligibility guidelines are real easy. They just have to be at least 14 years old, a U.S. citizen or a non-citizen authorized to work in the U.S. Any of our, our high school students that are age 18 or older that are male, you know, have to be registered for selective services. And um, for our post-secondary training and our, our college students looking for some help with scholarships, um, we, we try to give priority to those students who are in their final semesters of study that just need that um, little little extra help but because what we were finding is right when the downturn was happening we had a lot of students that were going to school that they were paying for things and everything was going great but here either mom or dad was laid off or if they were an adult going to college um, hours have been cut back or they've been laid off and they're real close to like a semester or two semesters um, shy of being finished and so we want to give priority to those students that are real close but we'll, cons we'll consider all comers and those funds can be used for cost of tuition, fees, books, any learning materials that are associated with those courses or equipment that's required um, for participation in those courses. And eligibility uh, determination and supporting documentation is required. I know, you know, quite a few scholarships, especially for college courses, you know, they have you write an essay and then you have to do a big, long ed admissions. We've tried to make our um, uh, application as simple as possible with it as, as few hurdles to have to jump across as possible. So any of our high school students interested in dual credit scholarship funding or any of our college students that participate in Odessa College, Midland College, Western Texas College, Howard College, TSTC, Cisco, or Ranger, if they'll visit our website at wtxec.org forward slash scholarships, it'll take them to our scholarship page and there's a you know simple apply now button. And it's, it's electronic and it's online, and we have about $200,000 to be able to give away towards scholarships this year. 
Wait a minute. Let me get this straight. So you're all, you all have about $200,000 in scholarship funds to give out, and you also have streamlined the process to where it's not terribly daunting for a student uh, to go on there and fill out the information so that you've made it easy as well as giving out a whole lot of money. What an amazing thing you guys are doing. Um, and I'm sure, you know, with, with college fund, uh, college tuition and, and books, and it's so expensive, um, this really could help somebody. Um, so thank you so very much for um, all that you're doing out there. And we look forward to getting you back on the radio show to talk a little bit more about what's happening in your area here in the next upcoming weeks. So, Catherine, thank you for joining us today, and thank you for the update, and hopefully your weather will stay wonderful out there in the in the Permian Basin area. Thank you, Kim. Y'all have a good week. Thank you. And with that, we do need to take a quick break. You're listening to In the Oil Patch with Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine. We'll be right back. Amerijet's global cargo shipping and freight forwarding network is ready to take care of all your shipping needs. Shipping manufactured oversized parts, oil and gas field equipment, or supplies domestically or internationally? Amerijet is your full-service multimodal transportation and logistics provider, offering domestic and international scheduled all-cargo transport via land, sea, and air. Amerijet will connect your company to over 30 major cities in the U.S., with more than 625 destinations worldwide, providing global transportation solutions throughout the Americas, Mexico, the Caribbean, Europe, Asia, and the Middle East. Our 40-plus years of experience in the energy industry will help drive your excellent performance. Let Amerijet's global team ensure the safe delivery of your cargo. From oversized hazardous materials, which include oil and lubricants and heavy weight cargo, to your chosen destination. For on-time delivery, Amerijet Houston is your commercial shipping partner. Call Amerijet at 844-651-7956. Once again, that's 844-651-7956. Or visit us at Amerijet.com. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. Again, that's info at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com. And welcome back to In the Oil Patch. My name's Alvin Bailey alongside your host, Kim Bellotto. And Kim, I think it's time to bring Dr. Tom Tunstall on the show. Take it away. Thank you, Alvin. Today, our guest, Dr. Tom Tunstall, who is the Senior Research Director for the Institute of Economic Development for the University of Texas of San Antonio, and one of Shale Magazine's senior uh, advisors on our board, is here today to talk to us a little bit about what's going on in the oil patch. Dr. Tunstall, welcome to the show today. Thanks, Kim. Glad to be here. Well, you know, we it's been a while since we had you on last. Um, the show is little past a year. We had you on in the very beginning of the show. Um, you are a key person, in my opinion, to helping us understand what's happening in the shale plays that are occurring in the Texas area, specifically Eagle Ford. And you've done some studies out in Permian Basin, but you're also an expert period on uh, what's happening in the shale plays. So I want to try to get into um, where we are, because, you know, to say that uh, you know, things have turned around um, and we're heading back uh, on an upward swing. I think some people will say that. And then a whole other group of individuals are kind of saying, no, not so fast, not so quick. So let's talk a little bit about first, tell me about the patch Eagle Ford Shale and the Permian Basin. What do you think is occurring right now in Texas? How, how have we weathered the storm? Well, pretty well, I think. And a lot of that has to do with the way the 
shale producers have been much more resilient than people thought they would be. Uh, they've been able to uh, push their costs down, uh, get more efficient, and uh, continue producing uh, when a lot of people, like Saudi Arabia, probably uh, thought that they, they would have driven, driven them out of the market by now. Um, what's been particularly encouraging uh, recently is that, uh, and, and we only have, you know, this is only a week's worth of data, but um, as of the beginning of June, the rig count in the Eagleford finally uh, flattened out. It stopped dropping by two or three or five rigs a week. Um, so it held steady at about 29 rigs uh, at the beginning of June. Um, the Permian even, I, I believe I saw that uh, the rigs went up uh, incrementally um, last week also. So those are encouraging signs. Uh, a lot of it depends on what happens with the price of oil. Will it stay at or around $50 a barrel? Will it even go up from here? Or will it, or, or will it correct back downward again? And, and, and I think at this point, there's enough going on worldwide to where the jury's still out on that. How um, you are correct. I, I read that the Permian Basin increased by five rigs, and um, you know we're holding an Eagle Ford under thirty. Um, but how did um, when you look at how other shell plays in the United States, um, you know, in their down in the downward turn, how did they fare versus how Texas fared, and and what do you think some of the reasons why Texas did extremely well? Well, or not extremely well, did well. Sure, and one of the reasons that. Is, first, it's important to differentiate the different types of fields, oil and gas fields in the U.S. And, and Eagleford's still somewhat unique in that it's both an oil and a gas field with prolific amounts of both. Typically, that's not the case. The Bakken up in North Dakota is primarily oil. In fact, the, the net, for a long time, the natural gas they were producing there was being flared off in huge quantities. Uh, they've happily been able to bring that down, but it's still about 9%, which is, compared to Texas, is, is, is very, very high. <clears throat> uh, the Haynesville is, is natural gas, the Barnett, natural gas, and some of those have slowed down in part because of, of the uh, Marcellus Shale up in the northeastern United States, uh, which is probably the most productive shale, gas shale field in the U.S., so, um, so they can produce uh, by all accounts, more cheaply than really any other shale field in the U.S. So they've sort of put pressure on places like the Haynesville and, and the Barnett up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. The Haynesville's in East Texas and northern Louisiana. Uh, with regard to oil, the uh, Eagleford uh, continues to be among the lower-cost producers, although I, I, I we got a briefing from a um, uh, senator from, uh, state senator from North Dakota last week, and, and they're holding up pretty well uh, also, even though the Bakken is is a higher cost shale to produce from, but they've been able to, to squeeze some efficiencies out of the system as well. And and of course, the Permian continues to be a bright spot. Um, it's has huge potential, and it's still largely un, untapped in a lot of ways. There's still a lot to learn about the Permian. Um, I've, I've said previously on, on the show, and, and Pioneer has said publicly that there are essentially 12 Eaglefords out in the Permian Basin. So there's a lot of strata of shale, and uh, there's, uh, you know, tremendous potential, uh, and, and they're having a lot of success uh, uh, keeping their costs down uh, because the shale in the Permian apparently is, is also very, very uh, productive shale. Dr. Tunstall, I think that's really, really an interesting fact. Twelve Eagle Fords 
make up what we call the Permian Basin. It kind of puts things in perspective, if you ask me. You know what I want to know, Dr. Tunstall, is how do the communities really differ between Eagle Ford and the Permian Basin plays? But, but first, we do need to take a quick break. My name's Alvin Bailey, alongside your host, Kim Bellotto, and our special guest today, Dr. Tom Tunstall. We'll be right back. Amerijet's global cargo shipping and freight forwarding network is ready to take care of all your shipping needs. Shipping manufactured oversized parts, oil and gas field equipment, or supplies domestically or internationally? Amerijet is your full-service multimodal transportation and logistics provider, offering domestic and international scheduled all-cargo transport via land, sea, and air. Amerijet will connect your company to over 30 major cities in the U.S., with more than 625 destinations worldwide, providing global transportation solutions throughout the Americas, Mexico, the Caribbean, Europe, Asia, and the Middle East. Our 40-plus years of experience in the energy industry will help drive your excellent performance. Let Amerijet's global team ensure the safe delivery of your cargo. From oversized hazardous materials, which include oil and lubricants and heavy weight cargo, to your chosen destination. For on-time delivery, Amerijet Houston is your commercial shipping partner. Call Amerijet at 844-651-7956. Once again, that's 844-651-7956. Or visit us at Amerijet.com. Hey, oil and gas friends, Alvin Bailey here. You know, every week, Kim and I work really hard to bring you up to speed with what's going on out here in the Texas oil patch. I also want to take just a minute to talk to you about your fleet needs. Whether you have one truck or 1,000 trucks in your fleet, I can help you. Did you know that the Kalig Auto Group offers pickup and delivery right from our service departments? And I'll bring the dealership right to your desk. You don't need to drop what you're doing and come waste hours and hours of your valuable time haggling over pennies. I have a very transparent process with a simple pricing formula that ensures you're always going to get a very competitive price and the very best service available in the industry. So call me today, area code 830-480-3656. Again, 830-480-3656 and let's talk. The Kalig Auto Group has Ford and Ram trucks for your heavy-duty needs. We also carry Mazda, Subaru, Volkswagen, Jeep, even Lincoln and Lexus for your luxury needs, and we have an Audi store coming soon. So whether you need work trucks for your day-to-day business or a new Lincoln or Lexus for you personally, call me. My cell number is 830-480-3656. Again, 830-480-3656. Or you can always email me. A Bailey at KaligAuto.com. That's A Bailey, B A I L E Y, at Kalig, K A H L I G, Auto, A U T O.com. I look forward to seeing you down the road. And welcome back to In the Oil Patch. Kim and I are here today with Dr. Tom Tunstall, the Senior Research Director for UTSA's Institute for Economic Development. Kim? So let's back up just a little bit and let's talk to me about some of the um, communities um, and how you see that they have uh, weathered the storm, rather it be in the Permian Basin area or especially like in Eagle Ford. And, and part of the reason why I feel there's a difference between these two shell plays is the Permian Basin, they are, have been in oil and gas for decades. And uh, Eagle Ford was brand new. A lot of these little counties had you know, no game whatsoever going on in town. And here comes the Eagle Ford. Right about now, I think that there is, it's time for them to reflect what happened when it first started, the Eagle Ford. Where are they now? And, and who are the ones who are faring really well? And so are there any communities that are really just doing above average in, in the time where activity has slowed down and some that are, are maybe not doing so well? And I don't want to call any town out or any community, but 
what were the towns or the counties that received the most benefit by taking advantage of the great expansion from Eagle Ford? Yeah, it's funny that uh, that you mentioned that. Uh, that was uh, actually uh, the topic I presented on uh, at the Eagle Ford Shell Consortium Conference. Uh, Is it this past uh, one or? Yeah, the, the, this last uh, uh, last Friday, week. I think it was what uh, June third. Yes, um, last so, week. Um, uh, and we did uh, even even back a couple of years ago in uh, in our uh, the last Eagle Ford Shell economic impact report that we had done, we highlighted some cities that have done a good job. Uh, and there are some consistent themes that run across these cities. So it's it's interesting to note that. Uh, and, and, you know, anecdotally, we've heard about some communities that haven't done such a good job. Uh, I won't name names, but I can certainly tell you some of the things we ran into, some of the, the behaviors that uh, could have been more productive uh, in terms of, of uh, helping ensure their long-term sustainability. But the communities that have done a good job um, that include Pleasanton, Gonzalez, Cotula, and Carn City. And a lot of it has to do with, with having uh, quality, seasoned city managers, uh, good economic development directors, and probably equally importantly, uh, city councils that were in alignment with them. And so uh, these city managers had the support they needed. They had a consistent uh, vision, if you will, of, of where they wanted to go. And their sales taxes and property tax revenues have, have dropped recently. There's no doubt about that. And uh, what's interesting is that they're adjusting accordingly. Their, um, their budgets are still higher than they were in 2008, but they're, but they're down from you know, the peaks in 2013, 20, uh, 2012. Uh, and and uh, so, you know, sometimes they're, they're having to cut back on staff, but in, in other cases, they're either uh, uh, postponing projects or stretching them out far, farther or just, um, uh, you know, tightening their belt to, to get more efficient, much the way a lot of the uh, energy producers and, in fact, what private industry has to do when things like this happen. But the communities that didn't capitalize on the opportunity as much, uh, you know, what we tended to see were things relate, and, and a lot of this probably is a function of, of maybe not having seasoned city managers, but uh, they, they weren't necessarily doing as good a job of planning as they, they could or should have. Um, uh, in one case, the community didn't really have land platted, which is sort of a, a useful prerequisite to, to attract developers. Um, uh, I think if, if communities uh, have the sense that if there are no rules, that's attractive to developers and, and they can, you know, because, they're, you know, they can kind of do whatever they want, that that is not uh, uh, developers uh, like to understand what the long-term goal is well, to be able to invest. Sure. Yeah, and, and, and so that they, they don't get surprised by, uh, you know, willy-nilly uh, uh, sort of uh, rules that, that get established later on once they're already in, in, in the process of, of developing. But, but, you know, I mentioned alignment. Um, you know, in some cases we heard stories about uh, city council members in open session uh, visibly arguing with each other, or, or in, in some cases the cities and the counties County commissioners and the city councils didn't get along, and 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 that can be problematic. Uh, and you know, it's not that everybody has to be, you know, super pro economic development. The, the example I used uh, was was Bandera, that uh, <clears throat> doesn't necessarily want to grow as fast as they can. They're picky and and prudent about what t- sorts of projects they'll allow into the city, uh, and and they have some fairly strict zoning requirements. And 
that seems to work okay because the community is in alignment with that strategy. And so, so that, that really counts for a lot. And uh, where, um, where that doesn't happen, um, you know, we've seen communities, frankly, miss opportunities that, that might otherwise have gone to them. Because if, you know, if a developer sees these types of sort of dysfunctional behavior, they'll go down the road and, and put their investments elsewhere. Hey, that's a great point, Dr. Tunstall. I think it's interesting when we see small towns and their communities aligned to create and nurture economic development for the greater good of those towns and, and take those opportunities they might have missed. And with that, we do need to take a quick break. My name is Alvin Bailey alongside your host, Kim Bellotto. And today, our special guest, Dr. Tom Tunstall. We'll be right back. Oilfield Experts is the only place you need to go to locate any part, any time for your automotive or oilfield equipment needs. Specializing in hard-to-find oilfield parts for your fleet maintenance needs, Oilfield Experts have been providing parts and accessories to keep your tools turning since 1965. From the auto repair shop to the pump jack, call us to get the right part right now. Here's the number, so write it down. Oilfield Experts, 210-471-1923. Again, that's 210-471-1923. Support for In the Oil Patch comes from the West Texas Energy Consortium, connecting rural West Texas communities, where members and partners communicate about common issues, challenges, and workable solutions, as well as educating future energy industry leaders. For more information about the West Texas Energy Consortium, visit their website at www.wtxec.org or give them a call at 325-795-4206. The West Texas Energy Consortium, where capitalizing on regional energy growth means power in partnership. Welcome back to In the Oil Patch with Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine. Kim and I are here today with Dr. Tom Tunstall. He's the Senior Research Director for UTSA's Institute for Economic Development. Dr. Tunstall, before the break, we were talking about how some communities in Eagle Ford have missed opportunities because their wants and needs kind of differed from the investors that wanted to bring oil and gas and drilling projects to those small towns. The small communities that did take advantage of the oil and gas drilling projects coming in have also given a big boost to major Texas cities like cities like Corpus Christi, San Antonio, Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth. They've all been affected by the industry in some way or another. My question to piggyback on that last topic is, is how have the major metropolitan areas fared since the boom and, and how have they capitalized on the uptick in business they've received from the economic impact in these regions? Well, each large metropolitan area in Texas, partly just because of geography, uh, you really need to look at differently. Uh, you know, Dallas-Fort Worth was probably the, the least impacted. Um, there, you know, I, I'm sure there were f- some financing activities associated with the area, but but their economy is, is highly diversified, and there's a lot of high-tech, a lot of telecom, uh, in addition to, to numerous other industry segments. So I, I don't, you know, even manufacturing, um, which was probably the second hardest hit industry after the oil and gas industry, uh, I, I don't think has had a big impact on the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Similarly, San Antonio, um, ever since probably uh, the BRAC closures, when, when the, the, that city got its wake-up call with regard to what can happen, um, you know, when, when a major employer uh, – suddenly changes its strategy. In this case, you know, the military, which for decades had been very recession-proof type of industry, um, two major bases in San Antonio were closed. And and at that point, I think the city 
very aggressively started to diversify its economic base. And now it includes not these days, it's not just the uh, hospitality and tourism industry and the military, but it includes biotechnology, manufacturing, uh, both aerospace and automotive, um, financial services, really, really a, a variety of industries. And so uh, interestingly, based on the information we've seen from the Federal Reserve, uh, San Antonio was not particularly affected by the downturn in the Eagleford, maybe uh, you know, some parts in the South, because uh, a lot of the folks that were working in the Eagleford, uh, their families were living in South San Antonio. So, so they might have seen some impact, but in the overall numbers for the city, it hasn't been uh, that significant. Um, Austin, uh, to the extent they're, they've been involved in the industry, it seems like uh, I've heard about research projects looking into big data and other other types of new analyses that are being used on the uh, with regard to these unconventional techniques. And so uh, and, and they're a natural center for, for research. They've got, uh, you know, one of the best, UT Austin has one of the best petroleum engineering programs in the country. They've got um, their uh, uh, computer science department is one of the top 10 in the U.S. Um, so, you know, some of those types of activities uh, I've heard you know, continue because the, the, that research and development is ongoing. Um, so, so, uh, and, and of course the, the Austin area economy is highly diversified. Now Houston, they've made great strides since the mid eighties when their economy back then was probably about 87%, so almost 90% dependent on the oil and gas industry. And they've I lived Learned there at that time. They, yes, <laughs> I well, remember those days. And, and, and I was a college student uh, uh, visiting there in the late 70s and then went back to visit in the mid-80s, and it was a completely different place before and after. But um, they now uh, have you know, financial services, medical, biotech, all sorts of uh, other industries that power their economy. Having said all that, they're still the energy capital of the world. And so when things go take a downturn in the oil and gas industry, they're going to feel it. And, and you know, real estate prices are being impact, impacted somewhat. But but overall, Houston, I would say, is far more resilient this time around than it was, um, you know, during the uh, the late 80s and even early 90s. As far as Corpus Christi, uh, they haven't really skipped a beat as far as we can tell. There are still uh, billions of dollars of projects being put in, a lot of them related to manufacturing. Uh, also now with oil and gas export, that's increasing activity. The the this, the uh, port is looking to uh, deepen uh, its uh, channel the, channel the yeah channel. channel from forty five feet to fifty three feet, which will accommodate uh, fully loaded uh, oil super tankers and LNG tankers that would presumably go through the Panama Canal uh, because when it opens up uh, with its upgrade, it will be able to accommodate those fifty foot uh, plus. Uh, 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 depth type type tankers, the, the really large ones. So we we believe a lot of the folks that were working in the Eagleford probably have migrated over toward Corpus Christi. They're still hiring. And a lot of the cities, Refurio and some others near Corpus Christi, uh, have taken steps to improve their housing stock as well. So folks that do want to work in Corpus Christi um, don't necessarily have to live there. They could probably find more affordable places in some of the surrounding cities and, uh, and commute. Um, so, um, you know, there's, uh, Corpus is really an interesting case. Uh, uh, there, a lot of the manufacturing projects that are being located in Corpus Christi are coming from European countries, Europe uh, in particular. And, and the investors have said they could have located these projects anywhere. Um, 
and and there are other countries that have abundant supplies of natural gas, but no no other country has the sizable workforce and the political stability that's also very important. It goes along with that uh, supply of, of low-cost natural gas to be used as a feedstock. So um, uh, I, I think Corpus is an interesting case, and they've done a really good job at stepping up to the opportunity that was presented to them. That is incredibly interesting information about the port, but we do need to take a quick break. You're listening to In the Oil Patch with Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine, and we'll be right back. Welcome to the newest and finest housing option in the Eagle Ford. Eagle Heights in Pleasanton has been especially designed to meet the interim housing needs of working professionals. Our service department packages offer everything from furnishings and housekeeping to covered parking and concierge services. At Eagle Heights, you can enjoy the comfort and peace of mind that come with interior hallways, elevator access, and electronic locks. High-speed internet access, gourmet kitchens, and free premium cable make life a breeze. We're great for business, too, with multiple density options, oversized parking, and functional meeting spaces. If you or your company are ready to enjoy big city amenities with the convenience and hospitality that Pleasanton affords, please join us for our grand opening on Thursday, June 23rd from 3 to 7. We'll have plenty of music, barbecue, and special treats. We'll also be joined by some very special Raptor friends that you won't want to miss. Check us out at eagleheightsdevelopment.com or come see us. We're directly across from the Pleasanton Airport. See you there. PISA, the Petroleum Equipment and Services Association, would like to invite you to PISA's West Texas Luncheon with Oxy. The event takes place on Thursday, June 23rd from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Petroleum Club of Midland, located at 501 West Wall Street in Midland, Texas. The keynote speaker of the event will be Jeff Alvarez, President and General Manager, Permian Resources, Midland Basin at Oxy. This is not an event you're going to want to miss. For tickets and registration, go to PISA.org, that's P-E-S-A dot org, and click the Meetings and Events tab at the top of the screen and scroll down to the calendar. Click on the PISA West Texas Luncheon with Oxy link and follow the on-screen instructions to register. For more information, please email meetings at PESA.org or call 713-932-0168. Once again, that's 713-932-0168. We'll see you there. Welcome back to In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey, alongside your host, Kim Bellotto, and we're visiting today with Dr. Tom Tunstall. He's the Senior Research Director for UTSA's Institute for Economic Development. Dr. Tunstall, before we run out of time today, I want to throw a quick question to you. We've talked to experts like yourself over the course of the past year, and everyone has a similar but kind of different approach and idea as to what needs to be done to bring the industry back. In your opinion, is there a certain time frame that the industry will correct itself, or you know, is there something producers and consumers can do today that's going to help ramp production back up? The, the trick in ramping things back up will have more to do with the available workforce, and and will the energy companies, if things if prices go up and stay up for a while, will they be able to attract people back who left the industry, uh, you know, often not by choice, uh, and 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 come back? Uh, they, on the one hand. They have the carrot of, uh, you know, significant salaries. Of course, the industry pays very well, um, but it's 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 cyclical, and so for a lot of people, that's you know that's a concern. A lot of people, in particularly in Eagleford, who who went through this down cycle, had never been through one before, and so uh, you know we certainly heard anecdotally that some of the folks that have left really don't don't plan to come back. 
So we'll see. I mean, workforce, you know, people, um, you know, uh, may not adjust as quickly as we can redeploy capital, for example. So we'll, we'll kind of have to see. The dynamics are different, but, but the potential to, to, to ramp production back up is certainly there. Interesting. Well, you know, I, I kind of feel on the other side of many of the um, uh, followers that we have, whether it be the Shell Magazine or in the oil patch, um, you know, they they go to work in the oil and gas industry and they almost become uh, just instantly attracted to it and, and, and fall in love with it. And it's like a, a, a culture or a mindset. Well, that, and the folks you know, in West Texas are like that. I mean, they, they in, for, for many folks in that part of Texas, it's a, it's a way of life. You know, they understand that there'll be boom cycles. And then when things slow down, they hunker down and they wait for the next uh, uptick in prices. Right. Save your money. Well, Dr. Tunstall, changing gears just slightly, tell me a little bit about what is the university working on right now? Are any projects coming or slated here in 2016 or 2017? What what uh, do you see on the horizon? Yeah. Well, not everything we do relates to oil and gas. Uh, although certainly we do a lot of research on that, but uh, if there's a, a sort of a, a consistent theme that runs through our work, it's economic development. Uh, now, having said that, we're very close to uh, completing an agreement to studying shale opportunities in Argentina. The uh, Neocan province uh, has uh, shale that, that uh, I was at a conference a couple, three weeks ago, and um, it apparently is is far richer than the Eagleford, maybe even the Permian Basin, and, and uh, Argentina has tapped into most of their conventional oil and gas opportunities, as has the U.S., and so now, uh, in their case, they're importing, importing both oil and natural gas and would like to change that. So they're very excited about their prospects for unconventionals, their uh, uh, estimated Recoverable reserves are larger than Mexico in both oil and natural gas. So so that's a study that will— How exciting. Yeah, so th- that'll be very interesting. But uh, uh, closer to home, we're—I uh, I, think—I'm uh, sure you've heard that the missions, and it's not just the Alamo, but the four, also the four missions south of San Antonio, have received UNESCO World Heritage designation. And so we're going to be undertaking a study for the city of San Antonio in conjunction— with the UTSA College of Architecture, Construction, and Planning on their perspective impact to the San Antonio economy and, and also how best to develop those uh, missions, um, you know, in order to, to retain what uh, researcher, researchers refer to as cultural authenticity. Uh, it's, it's, it's probably not a good idea. In fact, it, it is, it is uh, by all accounts, not a good idea for us to try to um, uh, develop them in a way that will uh, commercial over commercialize them, and so how how we develop them and and yet maintain that cultural authenticity, uh, ideally by uh, bringing in homegrown businesses or or finding ways for the local residents who have been there in many cases for generations, going back maybe three hundred years, um, how how the, those areas or those missions can be developed without jeopardizing any of that. Uh, that culture that that uh, has been there for so long. So that'll be an interesting study. Uh, we we uh, at long last have gotten to go ahead to proceed with the study on uh, the 2016 Fiesta, 
uh, celebration. So you're doing a study on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trying to estimate the economic impact uh, on that. And, uh, you know, a lot of uh, local folks uh, participate, but but a lot of people from elsewhere come in. And that's where you get the, uh, a lot of your economic impact is from people bringing in, coming in and spending spending dollars. That's that's like a, it's similar, has the same economic impact as ex- exporting something to another another region or another country. Uh, so, uh, so those are uh, a couple of uh, uh, projects that we've got, you know, coming down the pike. And there's, there's always things popping up that we, we don't necessarily uh, uh, know about uh, yet. Um, so, but uh, anything, like I said, related to economic development and really any, you know, any geography. Uh, you know, we, we recently com- completed a, a, a report for the governor's office on the state of small business in Texas. Um, you know, we, we do research in Texas, but uh, Mexico... Uh, Latin America. And, um, you know, I hope before long we start doing uh, research in other states in the U.S. Dr. Tunzel, it's been a pleasure having you as a guest on in the Oil Patch Radio Show. Can you tell our listeners if they want to get a hold of you, um, possibly look at some of your research that you've done or hire the university in the future for some research, where do they get a hold of you at? Um, happy to share my email address. Um, it's Thomas T-H-O-M-A-S dot Tunstall, T-U-N-S-T-A-L-L at U-T-S-A dot E-D-U. They can also take a look at our website, uh, which is uh, CCBR, as in Center for Community and Business Research, dot I-E-D Texas, T-E-X-A-S uh, dot O-R-G. And that will uh, provide links to all of the research that we do. Essentially, everything we produce in terms of research is available online. We'll uh, print up hard copies, but uh, these days, uh, you know, electronic versions are often preferable. Uh, and so uh, uh, anything we've done, um, plus any presentations that we've made, uh, you know, are, are uh, those aren't, aren't always available on the website, but I'm happy to send them out to anybody that would, would like a copy. So more information, they can also go to our website, shellmag.com, and click on your podcast, and the information will be there of how to reach you. Well, as always, it's an honor to have you sit as our advisor on Shell Magazine because truly you are an expert in many different topics pertaining to what we look into, which is oil and gas and business. So it's an honor to have you today on our show, and we look forward to having you back, Dr. Tom Tunstall. Thanks, Kim. Always a pleasure. Dr. Tunstall, thanks again for coming on the show again. We always appreciate the information you share with us. Kim, great show today. And, you know, I think it's time for some oil and gas trivia. Hey, you know what? Be the first person to email the correct answer to this trivia question to radio at shalemag.com. Again, that's radio at shalemag.com. And you'll win yourself a $75 gift certificate to the yummy Palm Restaurant in Houston, Texas. And here's your trivia question. Earlier in the show, Dr. Tunstall said that a certain number of Eagle Fords can be put together to make up what the size of the Permian Basin is. How many Eagle Fords did Tom Tunstall say would fit into the Permian? Email the correct answer to that question to radio at shalemag.com. Again, radio at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G.com, and you'll win yourself a $75 gift certificate to the Palm Restaurant in Houston, Texas. And you know, Kim, with that, that's a wrap. Hey, be sure and like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash in the oil patch radio show and log on and tell us what you think of the show. Thanks for listening. Adios. In the oil patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas business and in your community. Every week, our host Kim Bilotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch.